welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And here is our page six news of September 13th, 2020, where we talk about various cultural topics. Today's topic is about Alicia Keys' iconic song, Girl on Fire. No, no, just kidding, we're not. It's talking about how California is on fire. <laughs> At least something is on fire, though. Um, so... I wish I could sing the intro of This Girl's on Fire, but God did not bless me with in-tune singing. Singing talent for and either of us. Talent. And also copyright strike, so. So I will not be doing that. If you have been living under a rock, let us give you a quick summary before we start about what the in the world is going on in California. We do not say Cali here. Please don't say California, Cali. It's just weird. Just please don't. So many things have been on fire, specifically communities and forests have been on fire and burning throughout California, and it is not even fire season. Fire season is in November, and it's September. We are like two months early, guys. Yeah, and it started in August. This is our second wave, actually. Right now, like these past few, few days is our second wave. We started in August. Right when I was taking the SAT, oh yeah, I was driving to Brentwood in Contra Costa County, which is actually one of where the I think that L, the what where one of the big Bay Area fires yeah. were, which is crazy. <laughs> and the sun was kind of red, but we took the standardized test. Oh, like a few days ago, we woke up and the sky was yellow or like yes. orange, and it was completely it was like dark outside, and I had to keep checking outside my window to make sure it wasn't nighttime. And I think I took a nap that day because it was so tired because of the weather. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this in, it's been a roller coaster of weather conditions. First, okay, so first we had, like, lightning, right? It was, like, raining and there was lightning that one one morning where it was, like, there was yeah. lightning. And I had, a, like, a meeting and you could hear this big boom. And then right after, there were fires, right? Because those were started, the three Bay Area fires mm-hmm. were started by lightning. And then it went away. Obviously, the air quality was bad, and a lot of my swim practices got canceled. And then it was good for a while. Then there was intense heat. We had, like, two heat waves, I think. And yeah. it was, like, what, 100 for a few days. And let me tell you, Bay Area, people do not like the heat. We can't stand the heat. And we don't like the LA. cold either. We like our temperate temperature. Actually, I like the cold, but I wish it snowed here, but... You know, we can't stand the heat unless you live in, like, SoCal. Yeah, because a lot (laughs) of our houses don't have... I mean, my house does not have AC. We have a heater, but no AC. We have, like, a giant AC unit that we kind of attach to our window, but we don't really talk about... At least it's something, you know? That's true. And then after that, so there was intense heat, right, and dryness. Mm -hmm. And then fires started. I think one... I mean, we live... In Northern California, right? So ours was in Mendocino and the winds, right? It was also windy. So it brought all the ash. And so that's why we saw the orange sky. That but was a... we didn't breathe. The crazy thing was, because you woke up and you're like, what in the apocalyptic world is going on? And then you go and smell. And you're like, the air smells fine. What is going on? But it's because our... Mar- it was cold at that time, too. So yeah, our marine layer, it was like... Actually, it was dry, and then it was, like, wet-ish. So our marine layer was protecting all the air 
from actually coming down to our level, atmospheric mm-hmm. level. And then the orbs started to go away. And then the bad air quality came on to so us. So now we're just breathing poison air outside. That is where we are right now. And I remember, like, if you... Because, oh, like, we can't see the fire. We can't even see... We can't even, like, see it at a distance. Yeah. But I can't even see the trees. <laughs> but I remember, like, if you leave the window open, like, I remember I left my... um window well it's not completely open but like I can move it so there's some air coming in but right where my window ends there's a block of stuff and they had black ash on it oh yeah my mom had like plants outside on our balcony and she brought it in after because obviously air quality sucked but then we saw like a very thin layer of like ashy material on it and that was just extremely concerning because people are breathing in this stuff into their lungs I don't <laughs> this reminds me of like, I mean like my parents used to live in like pollution infested China. Oh heck yeah. <clears throat> and our air quality is like barely since like two thousand eight. Yeah, I think our air quality right now average is like hundred eighty or something. Hundred eighty. Yeah, our which area. is unhealthy. Not just for sensitive groups. It's unhealthy. unhealthy. Period. <laughs> just not for everyone. Yeah. And our second wave, so this is our second wave, right? And our second wave is more, is actually man-made. Our first wave was lightning, right? The three points. But this one was man-made. And that's actually what happens every fire season. It's like a good amount of lightning and a good amount of man-made. Well, and also some combined, right? I remember like two years ago, the fires with the electric lines. Yeah, but this time it's gender reveal parties. That Are you kidding me? There's so many memes about that. Oh, I know. It's and, funny, like, but... why do you, you know that it's a fire? Like, because these places aren't just out of nowhere, right? They're in the, like, near forest areas, what they call interface area. So, forest plus community, right? And they're in fire, uh, like, prone zones. Yeah. They know that. Like, they live there. And yet they, like, okay, gender reveal parties, I'm, like, that's another issue. But why does gender reveal parties always have to include explosives like i'm fine if you have like a balloon or something and you confetti confetti comes out just clean it up af- clean up after yourself like that's fine right but for this it's unacceptable <laughs> yeah. and the crazy thing is this happens every year it's like no one these people do not re- listen to the news nor do they learn from their lessons Exactly. This happened in 2018, this happened in 2019, and it happened again in 2020. It keeps happening. No one cares. But now look at what, look look at our air quality. Yeah, and also it's like bad for the fires because they're unmanageable. There's nothing wrong wrong with fire, right? The fire, I mean, fire management itself and fires are such a complex issue. Obviously fires did not just exist. Like, the, look, I mean, <laughs> they always existed. They just, they weren't just born out of nowhere. But the intensity and the amount have, like, increased an insane amount. Like, to a point where it's just unreasonable. Yeah, we, like, we're reaching record high numbers of fires and acres burned. Exactly. And I guess, essentially, it's climate change, but this type of climate change is spurred on by human behavior so essentially it's our fault yeah i mean climate change in general is also human behavior exactly it's actually our fault we need to you know 
just do better as a species. <laughs> but like right now, we want to get away from urban areas, so people are now living in, I guess, nature or whatever, which also happens to be very flammable, flammable areas. And those are, I guess, more direct reasons why fires have been so destructive in communities, especially this year. Yeah. I mean, especially with coronavirus, you know, people are like, I don't want to be living in this urban air, urban coronavirus infested area. Let me move out to, I'm going to call this a suburb, right? Like what I talked about interface, it's kind of like suburb or a uh, suburb rule-ish between that. Yeah. So there's like, obviously everything's like somewhat close together, but not as compact. And so it's like quieter, obviously like city life isn't for everyone. But the issue is that as everybody moves out, we, like, people just keep expanding, right? And mm -hmm. I remember in Apes, we learned about urban sprawl, right? That's when areas keep expanding, 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 where, one, there's no land to go to, right? Mm -hmm. Two, the land there is very uh, unsafe, safe. Uh -huh. as this is what's happening right now. And it's just crazy. Like, I, I get that, obviously, human behavior responds to incentives, right? That's what we do. Obviously, our incentive is to get out. But it's, especially with this, okay, one, remember, like I said, fires have existed for a long time, right? Those flammable areas have been flammable areas for hundreds of years, right? It's not like it just randomly popped up because of us. Yeah, and fires happen there all the time, but there's a point to where what we have to do has to be proactive and also managing, like, I guess, prevent, pro, preventing it, right? So proact mm -hmm. being proactive about it and also learning how to manage it when it does happen. A lot of these, I remember in apes, I'm just like pulling back all my apes knowledge. <laughs> last year. Is controlled burning. Oh yeah, from like indigenous like people yeah. from before. So I, they use this a lot in like places like Yellowstone National Park yeah. where they have tons of forests and those are actually protected land. So they can't just burn <laughs> it all. And so what happens is you want to burn it once in a while. It's like those things, um, well, it's not those things, but earthquakes, right? It's really scary when there's little, when there's no earthquakes. Like we have to have it even like little by little. Otherwise you're going to be like, oh shoot, it's going to be a humongous one sometime later. Yeah. And you know, no one wants that. It's, I guess, kind of the same here because fire is in inevitable. So what indigenous people used to do is called controlled burning and basically letting small fires burn or creating fires in order to stop all the flammable material on the ground to keep accumulating and getting, well, bigger and bigger. Because what happens when it does accumulate? You just get a humongous fire that's no good for anyone. So kaboom. <laughs> I feel like when you're learning a lot about concepts in the circle of life, those concepts are actually applicable to our daily lives, right? When you don't talk about an emotion, right, and you bottle it up, what happens? You snap. You snap one day, and that's very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I did that as the end of a question mark. That is very <laughs> unhealthy. And so you want to talk about it little by little, right? To get out all your emotions so you don't just blow up. Just like you don't want a huge fire to blow up. 
But I'm not saying, like we said, earthquakes aren't bad, right? Fires aren't bad, just like emotions aren't bad, right? Those mm-hmm. are necessary parts of life, right? Fire is actually good. Fires are needed. Well, well not but, needed, but it's... I mean, they are needed, actually. Fires are needed so the forest can grow. Actually, after you, after you see what a fire does, the land that it grows on is, like, blooming, beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And you get all, rid of all that flammable material. So if you have controlled burning, right, you ha- if you have a gender reveal party, that small burn, like, that small fire at the beginning won't grow that big because there's not much to build upon if there's little flammable mm-hmm. material. But, um... Obviously not the case because we have our fire management is extremely poor. Yeah, and also the fact that fireman that type of controlled burning is very effective in terms of bigger areas. Unfortunately, where all the fires are happening and where they're growing to is in community. You can't really do a controlled burning when there's a house <laughs> over there and a house over there. So a lot of people have been, I mean, trying to innovate, right? Mm-hmm. Like how to stop the fire from growing because like we said fires are inevitable right and they found that it's actually a lot of stuff around your house is flammable material our own stuff it's not stuff that nature brought into our home it's how this house is built right and all the stuff that goes around it is flammable material which is why it spread so quickly around these communities because it's not just well obviously right we can't do controlled burning on like a small park over there. Oh, right? Otherwise, it just goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so, once again, humans' fault. Yeah. And another thing that actually brings about huge fire is droughts. And where do we have a drought right now? California! Yes. And why are droughts so often right now? Climate change. So, once again, our fault. When, and I guess one of our takeaways is that we please, we should probably regulate uh, climate change and try to fix it before it gets even worse than it is already now yeah obviously all this talk has been about environment right but that affects our culture and our society and a huge part of that culture of environmental impact is one people don't believe it's climate change right they're like oh my gosh apocalypse why is the sky orange they're like oh it's because of the fire and it's because of a like a gender reveal party but no Yes, well, well, yes, it is, but at the same time, no. It is because of climate change. And I feel like people fail to see that. Yeah, people are going to the gender reveal parties and other behaviors as the sole cause of all these fires, when in reality, it's just a bigger problem that has been accumulating over time. And there's, like, people that don't even believe that climate change exists. And I will throw hands at whoever. That's, once again, another topic for another day. But they're also, I guess, part of the problem, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Because people p- fail to make that connection. And another, th- I mean, the only issue, I know a lot of, I guess this goes into, like, how to combat climate change, right? And, like, what is what can we do as an individual, right? And how much impact we as individuals even have as consumers maybe right we choose to buy products that are more environmentally friendly unfortunately that is also marketing right like how do we know it's environmentally friendly are there regulations to make sure that these products are actually um, not harming the environment that much 
another thing like carbon emission like oh my goodness carbon, carbon emissions. emissions right when we make the when we buy things like each thing we we buy has a carbon footprint that's where our own carbon footprint right where mm-hmm. we like leave on the planet um so yeah we have to be extremely mindful of the things we consume the things we buy well like i guess things we throw away as well yeah and i feel like also there's another culture aspect like individuals right you know about Smokey the Bear? I, I was watching the documentary on the fire. You know the, the like, park ranger bear where he wears a park ranger hat and he's all oh. That's where it came out from preventing fires, right? This this bear, cartoon I bear. <laughs> oh my goodness. Taught, like, people, like, how to behave, right? Don't do this, don't do that. Don't leave trash around, guys. Um, Can we bring him back? I think he's still there. I mean, like, make his presence bigger. Because yeah. people don't freaking listen. Yeah. Like we said before, this is complex. A lot of things are complex. Yes, it is our individual actions, right? God, like I'm telling you, whoever's listening, don't do those things, right? It's mm-hmm. not safe for you or anyone else. At the same time, who's consume, uh, who's emitting the most carbon dioxide into the planet, right? Corporations, right? They're the ones who choose to do these things, like use their factories, right, build products the way they want to because there's so much, like, and fracking, fossil fuels. Oh, that's a whole other mess of things that contribute. Yeah, and unfortunately, what can we as individuals and consumers do about them, right? They're huge, right? We're still buying, like, their products. But it's not that we shouldn't buy those products or shouldn't buy anything, right? That's, like, too extreme on both ends. Mm Mm-hmm. But the government is the one that regulates these types of productions. When I say regulate, I don't always mean laws like, hey, like, don't do this, don't do that. But we can use human incentives, right, to get them to not do that. One thing is, like, it's a carbon market. Um, I learned this last year. I don't remember if I remember. Carbon market, where you place, like, one, like, how much carbon you emit has a money value to it, right? And you get assigned how much carbon and you can either sell it to other companies or you can innovate so you use less carbon right so either way you're incentivized to use less carbon because it costs more money anyways but right now a lot of our a lot of governments are still subsidizing fossil fuel which is also another complicated issue because lots of people's jobs rely on that oh yeah and like people are definitely not ready to let that go yet yeah so i mean how do we come together as a society to fix those issues i mean like little steps little by little small regulations here and there also developing other sustainable types of energy for that fossil fuel thing you know so then people can begin to see oh fossil fuels and other malpractices should not be able to continue or they should not be continued at all yeah and that there are alternatives to that you're basically de-incentivizing these things. And as for this whole, it's like economic, social, environmental, political, everything. And it's complicated, so as a consumer, just try your best to limit your own carbon footprint, right? Mm -hmm. If you have the opportunity to do it, buy more sustainable goods. Mm -hmm. And also, don't leave trash lying around, I swear to God. Please don't. 
I think less people do that. I remember there was a huge campaign. Like, oh, yeah. I remember elementary school, they were so big on not leaving trash around. Pick up your trash. Pick up that plastic bag, even though it's not yours. Yeah. Because in the 90s, it was actually normal just to, boop, like, throw things around on the ground. Oh, ew. And they're like, that's an issue. Please don't do that. Well, um, obviously not as big of a problem today. But I feel like it still could be improved for sure. Yeah, also in terms of recycling. But that's the power of, like, teaching younger, like, the young kids do. Because that's how it got known. Because we were taught that you shouldn't do that. So we when we saw our parents, we were like, hey, don't do that. Just, like, seatbelts, right? It was really hard for people to, and uh, the, like, um, the society to regulate seatbelts. So they taught kids that you should wear seatbelts. And so they had, the kids started nagging their parents to wear seatbelts. Yeah, well, one of the big first steps is definitely to teach younger generations how to do things properly so then they can have an impact on their future when, you know, they eventually grow up, right? And they can also, like you said, nag their parents and, like, older generations to follow the same way. So in that way, we can start to reduce the problems that plague our society. Mm-hmm. As for on the larger scale, one big thing is voting. And you're probably thinking... Oh, yes, I can vote, and I'm just voting for this, uh, like, presidential election. I know many people focus on presidential elections, but let us not forget about local politics and even, like, Congress, right? The people you vote to, vote into office will choose, will, like, figure out how your city is run, right? If you don't Mm -hmm. like it, don't vote for them. Vote for someone else. Campaign for someone else. Really vote for other policies and stuff like that. And also, if you're really passionate about it, you can work in your community. There's so many community centers that you can partner with, right? Or mm-hmm. just, like, help out, right? Like, city councils. Hey, can we implement this, right? It'll, any bit helps. And I know it seems so small, right? And to be honest, it actually is. But if we have everybody doing it on some level... It's a then, trend. Yeah, it's a trend, and we can get a bigger effort to help eradicate these issues it's like a little snowball like the avalanche yeah. goes small avalanche and then if you go down you get humongous and you go kaboom i don't know why i really like the word kaboom today. it's fine no one's judging people it's all right but please yes use your power to vote if you can i mean we can't yet because we're too young but if you can't please vote not just in presidential elections but for policies and in your local communities as well Recall referendum initiative. I mean, if you don't like your officials, right, and you feel like they've made a bad decision, those are three things that you could look into to help fight for what you actually want in the community. Exactly. So that's how we make change, you know? And our world isn't on fire anymore. Yeah. I'm just hoping that the situation ends up getting better soon because I don't want to breathe the poison atmosphere outside my home. I need to open my window. I feel like this whole situation reminds me of that meme where the dog's sitting in a like a little room and everything's on fire and he's like, everything's fine. totally fine. <laughs> I remember people made memes about that too. I didn't know they had a plushie for that meme too. With the, for the dog with his coffee cup. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Well, that's our rant for today for page 6 of September 13th, 2020. But before we end this episode, we have a little fun fact about Sundays for you guys. So the one that we have picked out is that you can be fined up to $1,000 for whistling on a Sunday in Salt Lake City, Utah. But why? 
It's just whistling. I mean, like, people do it every day. Anyways, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed.